We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So that's it. So let's dive into some questions, man. So that's kind of wraps up our, our, uh, our schedule aspect of it. And uh, as May say, Kay said, we would definitely be doing an IB tailgate in Honolulu. There is no doubt about that. Uh, Tommy likes the idea. So a lot of people, uh, a lot of people like the, the Hawaii aspect of it. So I, I, I dig that. I like it when y'all agree with me, you don't have to agree with me, but I like it when you do. All right, so Vince, so we, we have some questions. So you want to just kind of stay down there and see if there's any more pop up. But I'll go ahead and uh, rack these shows up. Coleman Smith asks, is there going to be a second show today or will it be tomorrow? And the other one is the weekend. So the, the, the right now, I'm pretty confident in saying we're going to have a second show on Thursday. We'll have one at night at 7 o'clock. We will carry the, the CJ Carr decision announcement live. So we'll go live at 7 that night. And then we will have a show on a second show on Friday at some point in time. Just not sure when. So those are the two days. And then we'll have our Saturday, our normal Saturday show with me and Sean Davis. And here's some exciting news. Speaking of shows, I got a phone with Sean Styers earlier today, Vince, and I think we're ready to launch his show on Monday. Yeah, baby. So you and Sean will, will go live together that day. And uh, you guys have been doing some some practice shows and just working on getting him caught up on everything. So yeah. we'll chat more about that later. But yeah. we just got to figure out what we're going to call it. <laughs> and then it's not going to be the Sean Styers show. He told me that was your idea. Uh, it's not going to be that. That's already happened. There was already an iteration of the Sean Styers show back in like 2005. Yeah. So not going to do that, but we're going to figure something out of uh, what we're going to call it. So uh, we're going to start that on Monday as well. And then, of course, like I said, Sean Davis and I on Saturday will have our Saturday show. So Sean's already bringing up some some topics for that one as well. So this we will have two more days this week at least of of two shows. Nice. Bobby S said, any update on if we'll take a six offensive lineman, if it's Freeling or Jagasaw, and any clarification on if we're still in it with Dante Moore? So the Dante Moore thing, as I said yesterday, I'm not going to talk about that uh, until after the Thursday announcement. And any comments I have on that are going to be on the message board. So I'm not going to discuss that too much on the show, at least not for a little bit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Any update on for take six offensive linemen, not beyond what we talked about in our show last night. So uh, we, we went into a long discussion on that yesterday's show and on Monday's show. So if you want to hear more of that, I would just encourage you to watch those shows again and and we discuss. And then I also put up, I cut yesterday's last night's show up and just put up the what's next with offensive line recruiting. So if you don't want to listen to the whole show, if you listen to the what's next on the offensive line recruiting podcast, which I put up this morning on the YouTube channel and on our Rumble channel, because we're now doing more and more on the Rumble channel. Uh, so the, those are getting updated every day too. Sometimes I forget, but you know, I'm trying to get more, more used to put them up on there. But the what's next with offensive line recruiting in 2023 is when we talk more about that topic, Bobby. So you definitely want to check that out. So I'm not going to dive into the, the speculation about the Dante Moore, CJ Carr thing. We'll, we'll talk about that more on Thursday and Friday. Bobby S. asks, have the freshmen arrived yet? Any early word on who surprised body type wise? Guys, they showed up this weekend. There's not going to be a whole lot of useful conversation about what guys look like. Everybody showed up looking fine. Um, you know, I mean, it's just right. And they're also, they're still in the middle of camps and stuff like that. I have not heard anything negative, like so-and-so showed up 20 pounds overweight. I haven't heard anything like that. So other than that, I think everything is just status, status quo. But yeah, they, the freshmen showed up this weekend or this past week. No, actually, no, I think the, I think the freshmen are showing up maybe today. Actually, mm. I'm going to have to get, spec, uh, get confirmation on this because I know the returners showed up on Friday or on uh, Sunday. They've been here because they've been at the camps and they've been right. doing stuff. Well, some of them came in town early, but the report right. date was Sunday. Gotcha. That was the report date. They had to be back by Sunday and then start things on Monday. But I know some of them came back early events for the camps and stuff. That's why you and I saw so many kids walking on Sunday like it's in their street clothes, just yeah. kind of at the camp. There were some kids that came back to your to what you're referring to. There were kids working the camps, which right. is pretty cool. Yep. Those guys came back early, though. The official have to be back date yeah. was Sunday. Yes. So Michael Johnson asked, "Would you schedule Colorado?" Vince, you have a strong opinion on that. I mean, there's there's obviously some history with Colorado. Very, I very mean, brief. Not, a, not a ton, yeah. but very brief history with Colorado. I would schedule them if they can prove to me that they're back to some a little bit of relevance. They haven't been relevant in a really long time, to be honest yeah. with you. And I, I, I don't know that there's a point in scheduling them at the moment. I'm going to need not to enough see. talent in the state too, man. Like that'd be other thing. It's like yeah. Colorado's not exactly. I mean, they've produced some. I mean, you know, Christian McCaffrey and uh, was obviously from there, and then of course uh, Gavin Salchuk last year. But man, just a number. They're just. There's just like you said, Vince. What 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 does Notre Dame gain by playing them out there? Even if they played in you know Mile High or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, what are you getting out of that? Right? That's like, I'd a- rather. I'd honestly, if you want to play in Colorado, I'd rather play at Air Force. And there's that's a that's a tra- there's a traditional nature yeah. to that rivalry. They've played at Air Force before. If you know you want to see the Colorado talent, you can do that, and then you're you know you're paying respect to the to the service academies and allowing a different smaller community of Colorado Springs, which isn't as big as, as the Denver area and Boulder's like right Northwest of, of the Denver area, you know, you're helping out that community, but I, I just, I, there's just not enough talent in that state for me to care too much about it, to be completely honest with you. So, and, and like you said, Vince, the rivalry there is, was just so, it was so short. Like it was like right. the two bowl games and back to back. And then you played them a, 
like five, six years later in a bowl game where you just got pounded and it just, you know, it's just, uh, just not a rivalry I, I care a whole lot about. Plus, I still am mad that they called clipping. Coach Bent, who other than Jack Swarbrick has any has real input on the schedule? Does Paulus have any say? I believe Paulus has a role. I don't know if that role is on helping to facilitate conversations with schools that that Jack already wants to play or that reach out to Notre Dame, or if he has a role in that he may offer suggestions. I don't know the answer to that, but I know he's very heavily involved in in that in certain capacities. I just he's involved day to day when it comes to football. So right. that sense that he would be right. a voice. He was definitely a voice in the coaching search and all that. So it would not surprise me in any way, but I have a feeling that the buck stops at Jack mm-hmm. Swarbrick's. Yeah. I, again, like I said, I just don't know if the role is to the point where he's walking in and saying, Hey, let's schedule this. Right. You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting one, Vince. Very interesting one. So let's get down to another one from Coach Bent. Would you like to see anything done in terms of alternate broadcast with alums for any of the games? That that's more for fans, obviously. And I mean, who else is watching the games? Fans, obviously. But that wouldn't necessarily do anything for me because they're not really focused on the game itself. If it's anything like the Manning cast or whatever, they're watching the game, but they're not really watching the game. They're telling stories and they're doing, you know, things of that nature. And I think that would be that has a place, right? And I, and I think with the, the the multimedia world that we live in, I think there's a place for that. And I think a lot of fans would love to listen to the stories and things of that nature. But it would I wouldn't probably watch it. That's not something that I would pay a whole lot of attention to because I would have to watch the game and then I'd have to watch the game again to listen to those guys. So mm-hmm. that probably isn't going to happen when I'm already watching the game again to break it down from a film standpoint. So. For me, it doesn't do anything for me. I think it would be cool for the fans. Mm-hmm. Here's one. Uh, Neil Walker says, I'd like to see Kentucky. And he says, Kentucky is a bordering state in the SEC. We've never played them. That's a game worth looking at. I wouldn't have a problem if they wanted to play Kentucky with some regularity. I just wouldn't necessarily want Kentucky to be um, – like I wouldn't want them to replace Tennessee as an annual rival just because they don't have a big enough tradition of success. But I'd have, I'd have, I would much rather play Kentucky than like Auburn or the Mississippi schools or Arkansas. Because to, to, to your point, Neil, there is a rivalry between Kentucky and Indiana. It's just more for basketball. Right. But I, I mean, I, I'd have no problem playing Kentucky, especially now that Mark Stoops has them good. There's actually merit to like for decades. There's like, there's playing Kentucky does nothing for you. There are guard, it's going to be like playing Vanderbilt, but not in a state that produces as much talent. Right. Like it just not, but Mark Stoops has had them as a quality program where if you actually play them and, and, and smack them a little bit a couple times, that's a good win. It's a good win. So Vince, what are your thoughts? Would you be okay with Notre Dame kind of playing Kentucky, maybe two to four games every 10 years or something like that, or three games, maybe you do the home, home and home once a decade, you're going to do the home away neutral site with Kentucky. It's funny that that you bring up the rivalry between Indiana and Kentucky when it comes to basketball, because that is a real thing. They play a series, the high school, all-stars play a series of of basketball indiana versus kentucky and and i think that that's a real thing Uh, i think i think the the rivalry probably makes more sense south of indianapolis than it does maybe for us up here in the northern part of the state but i would not have a problem with it as long as it i shouldn't say few and far between because i don't think that's the message that i want to send but you know doing a three-game series in a 10-year span i would be fine with that i I really Mm -hmm. would i don't think Playing them hurts you. It's an SEC game, you know, that kind of a thing. I think it's a game that Notre Dame should win. And but I think it it doesn't hurt your schedule but by playing them. And I think that you can use the geographic rivalry as a reason to play that game. And they've done a good job of recruiting. And I think that their offense can make some waves and all of those different things as well. So yeah, I have no problem with that game. Yeah, I I, I mean, I never really thought about it until Neil said it. But, yeah, I I think that actually there would be something cool there. I just love the pettiness of this next comment, Vince. This is just phenomenal. I I, I love this from Mace AK. Since Notre Dame is playing FCS schools now, how about schedule whatever FCS program Alabama played the year prior just to hear everyone complain about Notre Dame while conveniently forgetting that Bama did the same? I'd go one further. I'd play that team the same year that Alabama plays them. 
hundred percent play the same year. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I would absolutely because you know they would do whatever they need to do to clear up their schedule to be able to play at Notre Dame. Right. There's no question. I, I if you're gonna go petty like that and, and Mace, I am all I'm in full support of that pettiness. <laughs> full support of that pettiness. We do petty. We do so that pettiness was not an insult. That 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 I love it. That is some that is some like in your face pettiness right there, which I love. I would definitely, if you're going to go there, you might as well go all the way and right. play them the same year. Back to back games yes. if you have to. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Cause you know, FCS schools will sacrifice their players for a big payday. You know that's that. Like- I mean, that's all. That's what they're doing. They're sacrificing their players' bodies to get a big paycheck. You think they're not going to do that to get two huge paychecks from Notre Dame and Alabama? You're talking about getting like four or five million dollars maybe for those Good. games. Program, many programs for a so long years. Long time. Yeah, no question. Kevin Marzalak says, it seems like they're trying to get a quote-unquote new stadium to play in the Shamrock Series. Where would be next? What are some – so you're the one that really advocated for the Shamrock Series, Vince, right? Where I'm going to give you one that pops in my head immediately, but where would you like to see Notre Dame play some Shamrock Series games? The one for me, there's one that I would love to see and one that I would – hate to see i'm gonna give you both of them the one that i would hate to see i never ever 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 want notre dame to play a a, a, a neutral type game or a shamrock series game in wrigley no oh, yeah miserable like no, watching that illinois northwestern game is like good lord someone's gonna get hurt yeah i it, that's right not, yeah no the one i would i would love to see notre dame schedule a shamrock series game in the rose bowl love that okay that would be awesome what are some I, ones that you would like to see? You, you already brought up, uh, you know, playing uh, where the where the Chiefs play. Arrowhead, yeah. yeah. I think that's a good one. Mile High, I think, is actually a good one. I have no problem with that, although, you know, Colorado isn't exactly a recruiting hotbed. If we're just talking about the stadiums themselves. But right? schedule a school that would have some advantages for you. Right. So play right. Oregon in Denver. Right. And I, you know, I would love to see them play, you know, in the, the, the new L.A. stadium. You know, I, yeah. I think the new ones are pretty yeah. freaking which is one of the reasons I'm excited about Vegas, not necessarily because it's in Vegas, but because of the stadium itself. I mean, that's I'm not going to definitely- lie. Uh, it's both for me. <laughs> it's both for me. What about – because Notre Dame was supposed to have a, new, a, a neutral site game. It was They were supposed to play Georgia Tech. It wasn't a Shamrock game, I don't think. Remember in the COVID year, they were supposed to play – I think it was the COVID year. They were supposed to play Georgia Tech at Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta. I would I wouldn't mind seeing like you know playing in an ACC or SEC school in Mercedes Benz. Right. I think that would be an interesting one too because I've heard that stadium's really cool, which I, they haven't played in that one yet. Have they played a? Have they played? Okay, I don't think they've done this yet. Have they played a Shamrock game yet in in, in uh, Arizona? Not where a the Shamrock. Fiesta Bowl is. Yeah, you know, they I mean, played I've... the Fiesta Bowl there a few times. But yeah, have they played? That would be one because again, it goes to the theme of. Okay, maybe you can't get Arizona, Arizona State on your schedule because they're, you know, but like, but but again, the the best way to do that, Vince, would be what I talked about earlier: schedule a home, home home and away, and a neutral site, a Shamrock game with one of the Arizona teams. You know, so then you play in Tempe at one point, and you play at home at one point, and you know something like that, or you could just say, hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna play them. It's basically like a home game for them. So then you play them in Denver, but then you play, you know. TCU out in Phoenix, or you play Baylor, or you play you know a Big Twelve, another Big Twelve team, or an SEC team. Somebody else that wants to try to get a foothold because there's going to be other people say we want to get a foothold in Arizona too. We'll play down there. What, what you know, we beat you at, down in Arizona in front of all those kids. That's going to help us, right? Sure. I think there'd be something to that. You think about like uh, one of the school. They, they, there's the Bahamas Bowl, right? They go mm-hmm. down and they literally play on the island in the Bahamas, and. I've looked, I looked like Google, you know, maps or whatever. And it's like, they're playing on an Island and it's pretty much just the football field. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's not a whole lot more going on there, but you're playing in the Bahamas. Like I, I mm-hmm. feel like that gotta be a cool thing to do. I, it doesn't do anything for you recruiting wise. That's kind of why I feel about the Hawaii game. Yeah. At least there there's, it's a bigger area. It's a heavily populated, you know, sure. uh, you know, I feel like there would be, it would, you, you get the benefit of getting a 13th game. I think that would make a lot more sense. Yeah. But right. I, I mean, I think we're on the same page of what to do. It's just like you said. It's just it, it, there'd be a lot of yeah. I just that, yeah, that would be. I, I wouldn't mind covering the Bahamas Bowl one of these years though. 
you know, it's kind of like the Cheez-It Bowl. Like, okay, I can dig with Notre Dame having one bad year every decade if it means they get in a bowl that would be awesome to cover, but not the freaking pinstripe bowl. Can I say this too? It was so cool to cover a Notre Dame game in Yankee Stadium and in, in, in Wrigley and in, in, uh, Fenway Park. But outside of just the coolness of being there, the games were pretty terrible in those stadiums. Yeah. Yeah. I don't – baseball stadiums are meant for baseball. Can we just stop right. with that? Uh, so I, I just uh, – I, gosh, I don't I don't like that aspect of it. Is there anywhere else you, – so you said Mile High, Arrowhead, the new L.A. Stadium. Be a fun place to be just Where? because the Seattle. Okay. I think that could be a cool stadium. I mean, I, I, that's a cool stadium atmosphere to begin with. You know, whether Notre Dame will bring the home field advantage to that would be another conversation. But now, would you try to get some random team up there, or would you say, hey, Washington, we'll play you, but we're going to play you where the Seahawks play? Up there. I really wouldn't. Okay. I really wouldn't. If you I were going to play Washington State, I'd rather play them in Seattle than at in Pullman. Well, yeah, is, I, Washington right. State. I'm not playing Washington State. Right. I would consider playing at Washington. I actually think that stadium is pretty sweet. Yeah. But. You know the whatever they call the this where where the Seahawks play now. Uh, right. I, I really like that stadium a lot. Just the way that it's built, it's all right on top of you. Like I think that's really neat. I, I mean, if I were going to play like Cincinnati, I would play them. I would try to play them at, at where the Bengals play. Is it Paul? Is it still called Paul Brown Stadium? I think it's what oh, it's called. Cincinnati. Yeah, if you're going to play the Bearcats, I'd instead of playing in their little dinky stadium, right. I'd rather right. play on a neutral field. Right, like in, in you know, like Paul Brown, where it's going to be a bigger thing, and then then you have greater control over ticket sales because it's a Shamrock game. Something like that would be interesting. Is there any other? Is there any? I mean, I'm trying to think. Play USC at Lambeau in November. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That was a good one. That's the other one. Lambeau's the other one. Yeah, like that I, would be a cool. I, mean, I was so traditional program, historic stadium. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Yeah, they said was, they're going to get it back at some point, right? It's 26? Okay, I'm good. Still 26, so it's... Hopefully I'm still alive by then. That'd be nice. Yeah, my son will be, be a sophomore in college by then, so... <laughs> Man, it's crazy. I know. It's crazy. And I'm trying to think, is there... There's Because there's really not a whole lot of... A lot other, like, MetLife... No. They've played there before. Times. They've, and honestly, they've played, in, they've played in Dallas a bunch of times. Like, I... It's okay. Yeah. I'd still want to do it, but it's not new. Yeah. It's about recruiting. Yeah. It's about the opponent and the recruiting... What about Charlotte? They I haven't done one there yet, have they? When what's that? Things got canceled out. They were supposed to play there. Wake Forest. What's that? It was a Wake, Wake Forest. Yeah. yeah. I I I think Charlotte's a really cool area. To be honest with you, and playing in that stadium, I think is a really cool idea. That was the one year where all of their away games were in NFL stadiums. Like wasn't like all but one. No, because even the one true road game, the pit game, was going to be an NFL. Even it was considered a road true road game. Right. Yeah. Their home field. That's right. Yeah, it was all. Right. We're going to be in NFL stadium. It's twenty twenty. Yeah, it's interesting. Really cool. Like only at Notre Dame does that happen. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Craig Sebring, would you guys like to see two games against the academies each year, occasionally? Yeah, not all the time, and I would rotate. Obviously, that second one, I wouldn't mm-hmm. play. I wouldn't play Air Force every year, and I wouldn't play Army every year. I would rotate mm-hmm. it. You know, there were times where they had all three on the schedule. I think that's overkill. I, I, I think that's. I don't like that. But that was before they had the agreement with the ACC, and they're trying to fill a twelve right. game schedule. You know, and so like, there was also some. Tra- I mean, what we forget sometimes is Notre Dame and Army. Oh, had some huge, epic yeah. games when Army was winning national championships. You know, huge. I mean. But yeah, I I would have no problem playing two a year occasionally. Yeah, but it's not something I would do every year. Right, like, just yeah, it would have to be an it would have to be kind of uh, a weird year where okay, you've got your five ACC teams, you're playing Clemson, you're playing another team that's also a you know a perennial powerhouse mm-hmm. or they are a powerhouse that year, right? And then you also have a headline games. So let's let's say sure. you're playing Alabama or whatever. So you got a bunch of kind of big time games. Okay, we'll throw in a service academy. Like I don't yeah, I guess- but I, but I kind of think that they would fit into one of my categories of that, you know, okay opponent, but not great, yeah. but okay opponent. I mean, Air Force set some decent teams. Army's been decent recently. Right. It, it's not a gimme game, so it wouldn't fit in that category, but it'd be that other sort of broad category ahead of the of the options. I would almost say I'd want to play them. I would want to do it, and only in years where I can play them back to back. 
Yeah. We're going to play Navy and, and so, and look, I mean, we could put our coaching hats on and we could talk about how there's differences between Navy right. and Air Force and the way they run triple and all those different things. It's the things. same it's practice philosophy, correct. basically. Yeah. Correct. Here's an interesting one from Neil. What international location would you like to see Notre Dame schedule a game somewhere they haven't played before? And what would you choose? Who would you choose as an opponent? So I will say this. I don't care about Notre Dame playing overseas. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an American institution. It's basically an American sport. That's just how I feel about it. Having said that, I'm also not going to hammer them if they want to play. Like, I think the I can't wait to go to Dublin next year. Like, you know, because I'm Irish and I think that'll be cool. I've never been to Ireland or whatever. And, you know, one of my aunts did sort of a tracing our history. So I'll actually know like what area my family came from and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, that'll be pretty cool. But like, if they said, Hey, we're going to have to play a game overseas. I mean, just be kind of like, where do I want to go? That would be cool. Yeah, where would I want to go visit? I mean, really there's only, there's only four places. I mean, Notre Dame played in Tokyo during Lou Holtz's tenure. Uh, remember they had a game in Tokyo. I believe they had a game there. They Did played they really? like a, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like an all night game out there. Right. But I thought they had a game against like Stanford or something like that. Uh, back then, I could I could be wrong on that, but I thought I thought that they played a game in Tokyo at one point in time. But I could I could be like I said I could be completely wrong on that. Well, I know Lou Holtz took a team of alumni over there mm-hmm. because yeah. one of the alumni that I coached with went. Yeah, um, and maybe that's what I'm confusing it with. It yeah. could have been that, but I, 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 and or something like that. Yeah, I thought that they played Stanford over there, but again, like I said, I could be full of absolute crap on that one. But um, yeah, it could, I, I could be confusing that Vince with that alumni game is absolutely what I could be confusing it with. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, maybe that'd be cool, you know, yeah. maybe, I mean, but London I, and, and Rome are the only other two that I would. Yeah. Rome would be a fun one, but I mean, you're yeah, overseas games. Don't just like the overseas games for the NFL. Don't really doing right. anything. That doesn't like to me, Dublin and Rome. There's at least some okay, you're a Catholic institution, you're playing in Rome, it's where the Vatican and the Pope are, right? Playing in Ireland makes sense, you're the fighting Irish, okay, I get that. <laughs> you know, playing it once a decade going there, but like other than that, it's like, what are we trying to do here? You know what I mean? Like, does Notre Dame like need more international? You know, would never play a game in China. Totally against that. Would be totally against playing the game in Australia. I just don't know what any other places that would make a lot of sense to me. Right. Um, you know, the Tokyo thing, just because it's kind of happened before, but I don't really have any interest in that. It'd just really be about Rome and, and Dublin would really yeah. be the only two that would make a lot of sense to me. Right. You know, if you wanted to play a game in Europe, okay, play a game in London, you know, right. whatever. But I just have no interest in that at all at all it'd just be more Dublin and Rome would be the only two question about the team from Bobby S will Patterson Davis Raritan Diggs etc be ready for game one I'm pretty sure from what I've heard that Patterson and Davis will Uh, Raritan I don't know he's kind of close he injured his knee in December so he's kind of close to the time frame but I believe that Kane but I don't right what does that mean for game one You know, and whether he right. would even be in the game plan for game one. We don't even, you know, right. we don't know that for sure. Kane Barong's another one who should, will be ready by game one. Diggs, unless his injury is not as bad as, as you know, it's a very minor of the labrum tear. I don't see him being ready for game one. So I, I think that, w- that would not be it. Joe Oribe, would it be possible for there to be an end of season game between the two best independent teams? It would give the Irish a 13th game, hopefully against a quality opponent. The problem is, is with BYU leaving, the, the independent schedule is really bad now. Yeah. I mean, it's like you'd be playing Liberty, essentially. <laughs> and and it's just it's not an extra data point for Notre Dame. Yeah, and I think Liberty is going to be joining a conference at some point in time soon here as well, aren't they? I could be wrong on that, but I thought – because the independent is kind of like a thing where, like, as you're transitioning to either, A, you're a horrible team that nobody wants, UMass, UConn, New Mexico State, or your team sort of transitioning to uh, Division ones. So I, you know, I, after BYU leaves, it's Army, Liberty, New Mexico State, UMass, and UConn. None of those Liberty maybe, 
gives you something, but you're, none of those other games are going to mean anything. So, and right now that would require the NCAA to change its rules. Right. The only way for Notre Dame to play an end of season game against one of those teams would be they'd have to, it'd be part of the 12th game and they'd have to schedule it before the season. Right. That would, that would be it. I mean, the 13th you- game thing. The only way they can get to a 13th game is join a conference or play Hawaii. I think it's like every three or four years. Like there's a rule, like you can't play Hawaii every year on the road. It, it, it's meant for, it's meant to help Hawaii get some non-conference home games. So they incentivize you by saying, Hey, you can play a 13th game. So if you play a road game against Hawaii, you can add a home game and to your 13th game. You know what I mean? So like, you know, that that's kind of how it, it, it is meant to be. So I, I, the I mean, rules right now up, are not wouldn't allow it. You know, you might end up playing Army as your as your independent championship. You know, is right. that really going to move the needle for anybody? You know, I mean, no. I just, <laughs> just exposing yourself to the option again, right? You know, I, I love this. Neil said Notre Dame live at Pompeii. <laughs> Be dangerous, slightly. This is a good one from Michael Johnson. I like this one. I didn't think about this one. Playing that playing uh, a team in uh, Tampa Bay, it, Raymond James in Tampa Bay, that would be very interesting. But I would want to do it against a non-Florida team. I think that would make it even cooler. Right, because right now Central Florida, I think, plays their home games at Raymond James Stadium, don't they? No, South Florida. South Florida, excuse South me. Florida right. does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, UCF has their own has their own field. Gotcha. Yep. Freddie C says cotton bowl against a Texas school. I'd be okay with that. The the because the, the, their cotton bowl is still a thing, not the cotton bowl game that's played at where the Cowboys right. play. Oh, you're talking about out- Old school cotton. Yeah, because the cotton bowl still exists. The cotton outdoor cotton bowl still exists. Now, the Cowboys play right. Cowboy Stadium, but yeah, okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. Play at the actual Cotton Bowl, then you're mm-hmm. then you're digging into some history. Yeah, and yeah, they've had some big games there. Yeah, there's no doubt. Oh, absolutely, there's no doubt. Yeah, what am <laughs> Notre Dame versus Cincinnati on a racetrack? That's already been done. Uh, that because they remember the Tennessee and Virginia Tech did that hard pass. That doesn't. Hard, yeah. You're not going to be able to see anything. You're, I mean, the, the infield of a racetrack is extremely far away from any stand. Now, you could bring in stands. You could do all those different things. But then when you do that, then what's the difference between that and a football stadium? I don't, right. That one doesn't right. do anything for me either. Smash the like button says, what about a game in Nashville? It's, Nashville's a great town great city Notre Dame had one of one of the biggest wins of Brian Kelly's tenure was was in Nashville beating LSU in 2014 in the Music City Bowl that's right that so that was at the end of that disaster of a season where they were able to kind of you know sort of salvage that season a little bit uh to get there so Irish one says no Marines uh actually the Marines a lot of the Marines that go the academy for the Marines is actually the Naval Academy they're at the Navy yeah. Otherwise, no name could play the Merchant Marines. Merchant, Merchant Marines, Marines regular D, Marine. D three school, right? Yeah. yeah. But the Marines actually are part of the Naval Academy. Correct. So yes, yeah. So they do play against future Marines every year when they play <laughs> Navy. So yes, um, <laughs> the Merchant Marines. They're not even a good D three school. That's the thing. Like, the I don't even know if they're called that Marines. anymore. Huh? Can we be clear on that? I, I, I get that. Yeah, I get I, that. Merchant. I, I know you do. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Here's a great one, Fitz. Australia for punting recruitment. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like that. Everybody needs a 28-year-old punter on their team. Yes, exactly. A six foot five, 240-pound guy that's never played yeah. football that can kick the mess out of the football. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh yeah. Uh, Rome in the real Coliseum. <laughs> now if that requires if it would require big- some renovations and, and the Coliseum isn't nearly big enough to be big enough. Yeah. I'm on board. Not even close. Oh. Uh, Barcelona's one. You know, again, I don't know what kind of interest there is in American football in Barcelona. Right. But I've heard it's a cool city. I've never been. Uh, I just have never been someone like, I, I, there's some places in Europe I wouldn't mind going to because I'm a history major. I would actually love to go. Uh, I actually have a, a I have my grandfather's service record and it shows the battles he fought in. And I would like to kind of maybe do a tour one day of sort of, you know, the, the world war two battles in Europe. You know, I'd love to buddy of mine took a picture one time from the beaches of Normandy. I think stuff like that'd be pretty cool. Like maybe go to Greece or something like that. My wife's Italian and she's said Italy's really cool or whatever, but I've just, you know, overall, I've just never really had a lot of desire to go to Europe just to 
you know, because, ooh, I want to be, I mean, we fought a war, so we don't have to be under the thumb of a European nation. So I don't really have a burning desire to go back and hang out with Europeans. And I'm, they can feel the same way about me. I don't care. So I <laughs> uh, just don't really don't care. Yes, I'm that, I'm that ugly American. I don't care. I'm proud to be a man. It's like that scene from Anger Management where Jack Nicholson takes his pants off the bed. It's like, it's like some like some places in Europe, this is normal because Adam Sandler goes, that's why I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> you know, I was like, ain't doing that, buddy. <laughs> no, thank you. So, uh, Craig Sebring says, no, uh, Notre Dame played Miami and Tokyo back in 1979. Okay, so Ooh. I know I knew they played a game in Tokyo at some point in time. Uh, I thought it was under Lou Holtz, but like I said, I think I got him confused. Lou Holtz was when they played the alumni game. Uh, Notre Dame versus another Catholic institution at the Vatican. Is there actually another Catholic school in Division One? Like BC's Jesuit. Is that considered the same thing? It's it, not considered it's this. It's like a right. Yeah. So I don't know if they'd be considered that, but I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing if if that is considered if BC it would be considered Catholic even as a Jesuit school. Because I would I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, the other ones don't have football like Loyola and Chicago. They don't have right. football. You know, Catholic University doesn't. Have, they have a football team. But it's a Division three football team, right? So I don't think that would have a a lot of a lot of advantage. Uh, what about Toronto? Zero interest in going to Canada. Three hour bus ride. Like right. that's. Not, I'm sorry, yeah. that's a hard pass. I'm, yeah. No, Canada sucks. Sorry, I love my Canadian friends, but your country is a hot freaking mess right now. Ouch. Uh, so hard pass on that one. Auburn okay. in the Superdome. I, again, I wouldn't necessarily want to play Auburn, but I don't think the Superdome would be a thing that I'd be like, ooh, playing in the Superdome. Like, it's kind of an old, rundown place. Apart. Yeah. So, um, Jimmy James, you know, play a game in France, like, you know, Marseille or, or Paris or something like that. Again, I just – I don't know what the appetite would be for that kind of game and, and what the – what would be the explanation for it? Like, at least with Rome and Dublin, you can kind of be like, you know, look, we're the Fighting Irish. So we're playing. The only Ireland. explanation is we're just trying to make money. That would be the only right explanation. Right. I love this because this is one of our Canadian friends. Uh, Father Davis is anywhere in Canada, so I don't have to pay USD for tickets. That's <laughs> fair. It's fair. So we have a lot of Canadians in our show. I just, with all the respect, have no interest. Not happy with you right now. Yes, visiting your your country, uh, Ro- Roman Coliseum. I love those. Uh, a couple people pointed out the. The uh, the Miami game in in um, in in uh, this is one you know this is actually one Vince here's an interesting one Mexico City or Rio I, de Janeiro I, I, because there is a heavy note there's a lot of Notre Dame fans in Mexico yes. and and they their appetite for American football is actually pretty large That's very large down there yeah so that would actually yeah. be legit one where you don't actually have to go overseas yeah less issue going down to mexico city i would think hard about that one now again there's obviously some security concerns when you travel down there but if you can make that work i would i would really be interested in that really be interested in that you know here's an interesting one that somebody brought up i so neil walker pacific islands missionary game versus byu okay get the pacific islands part of it playing byu in hawaii would be interesting you know what i mean like because obviously a lot heavy Mormon influence. A lot of kids from Hawaii go to BYU. That'd be a very interesting game. Notre Dame in Paris. I just saw one that says Notre Dame in Paris. Um, that would be an interesting one. It'd be an interesting one. So trying to see last. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, look at the one at 258 Vince. <laughs> the one above the one I'm about to pull up. When will Space Force have a football team? <laughs> Y'all are y'all have lost it. It's time to wrap. It's time to wrap yeah. up. Yeah, I think we've done. <laughs> yeah. uh, Father David said that Jesuits are Catholic. So again, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to assume that they were. But if he says that, then then the BC game in Rome would make a ton of sense. Yes, you know that would make I a have ton no of problem. Sense. With that. In fact, that would be a fun one to go to. Yeah, I would. Love that. Yeah, yeah. So that would. So like I said, if it is, if they are considered Catholic, then yes, then absolutely, absolutely. So I, I think. Uh, I think that we are – I think we're good to go. Uh, Charlie Weiss's last belt loop said Notre Dame versus Texas at the Alamo Dome. Be an interesting one. Uh, this one. And then, go ahead, Vince. What were you pulling up? This one right here. Play in Germany. Lots of service members there. Play either Army or Air Force. Yeah, that's that would true. make a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, you could play someplace yeah. where there is a conglomeration of service people, you know, a base or whatever, and you play one of the service academy. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
That's yeah, that's a very interesting one. Uh, Corey Flynn said that he has super chat Vince. Can you go up and try to find that one? I actually kind of remember him that now that we didn't get to, but uh, Vince is going to try to find that one. I just, I love the pettiness here. USC versus Michigan and Russia. Um, Neil said that uh, Estadio Azteca in Mexico City seats 87,000. That's a, yeah, because like that's where the NFL plays, right? Isn't that when the NFL has played down in Mexico City? Isn't that where they played? Yeah. So I think that'd be pretty cool. I, I actually like that idea, uh, Neil, of playing a game in Mexico City. And I mean, again, it would, it, it, like that might be another option to play BYU, right? Because again, it's like there's the reason that Mexico, part of the reason my understanding is from talking to, to people that are from Mexico that have said they like the show is it's a very heavy Catholic influence because of, you know, obviously, you know, colonization things with Spain and all that. There's a very heavy Catholic influence down there. And so obviously that's where a lot of the attraction to Notre Dame, because I was like, why is Notre Dame popular in Mexico? I've always wondered that. Like, if you look at our podcast numbers, like Mexico is one of the, one of the ones where the, the non-American nations where we actually have a lot of podcast listeners. And so uh, I've always wondered that. And then over the years you find like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Right. Okay. I get that because, you know, there's a lot of, there's the, the Catholic pull. So like that'd be a kind of a cool game. Either play like a tech, a Southwest team, like a Texas and Arizona down there, or have the two Catholic schools play down there. Notre Dame versus BC. It'd be pretty cool. So yeah, you, get, you sold me. You sold me. I, I'm dig it. I'm dig it. Uh, I'd be all about that. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Vince, that uh, super chat from Corey. Towards okay. the bottom of the start. Cool. All right, let me let me pull that question up. So Corey Flynn said, I like Arizona State, Oregon Ducks, Utah, Washington Huskies, rotation instead of Stanford thoughts. So we'll talk about the second one, the second part of that first. But I, I would be fine with that because, like, for me, Vince in the Pac-12, I would have a little bit bigger rotation than maybe some other conferences. There'd only be a couple schools I'd have no interest in playing, right? And that'd be like Oregon State, Washington State, and like I said, Colorado. Or really, and in Colorado, be more. I'd be more open to playing Colorado if it was going to be a, if it was going to be like a, a Shamrock game somewhere else. You know, like play Colorado and Arrowhead you know, kind of reminiscent of their big 12 days, you know, when they were playing the big 12 championship in there. So, I, you know, but, but, you know, Arizona state, I like ducks, Utah Huskies. I would throw, I, I, if, if I were, if I had to have a second PAC 12 rival, let's say Notre Dame was like, no, okay, we can drop Stanford, but Brian and Vince, we need a second PAC 12 rival that we're going to play every year. I think that would be a fun conversation for me. It'd be UCLA. I'd probably go with UCLA. But if I was going to have to go somebody else, I think Washington would be one I would consider. That you know, that would that would be one I would think about. You know, Cal I wouldn't mind playing every now and then, but I don't. Have, I mean, Cal would just be one that you maybe play like like we're, they're doing now. You know, bring out for one game because right. like know, I need to fill I like one game. Cal, but I don't know that they've. You know, will they have the staying power? And sure. and what does that do for us? Us. What does it do for Notre Dame to right. go to Utah? You know what I mean? Because if this is going to be a rivalry game, you're right. going there. You're not going to a neutral site, right? So right. what that do for Notre Dame to go to Utah, I'm not sure that it does. So UCLA makes a lot of sense because you're going to L.A. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. The second part of his question is, why does Kyle Winningham get no talk when there's Power 5 coaching openings? He did early on, but that stopped because it was very obviously has no interest in leaving Utah. So it's kind of like, you know, it hit – what is going to happen with Kyle Whittingham is if he ever leaves Utah, it's just going to kind of come out of nowhere. Like, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. Chris Peterson just took the Washington job after turning USC down seven times. You know what I mean? Like, just kind of come out of nowhere. But he's happy. He's happy there. And the difference with the Peterson thing is that he was not at a Power 5 school. Whittingham's at a Power 5 school now. Right. So, right. you know, for him, I, I don't know if there's – I love the fact that he doesn't want to go anywhere. But I think that's the reason why is like you keep asking, you keep asking the questions and 
you know, Kyle Whittingham or keep asking questions, but keep looking into him. And, you know, it's, he's not interested. So, you know, you, you just kind of quit asking after a while. I right. think that's really it. Cause everybody knows he's happy. He's yeah. happy where he's at. He likes where he's at. And I love okay. the fact that, yeah, I love that. I love the fact that he's, you know, that he's someone who is kind of okay with where he's at. I think that's really cool. Really cool. Uh, let's see here. Here's a good one. Karen Zerwick. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, maybe it's Zerwick. I'm not sure. So, Karen, if you could help me out with the pronunciation, I'd appreciate it. But she asks, why can't they sign a more consistent broadcast team that had some staying power? Uh, the big reason for that is, is that NBC determines the broadcast team for the most part. And I believe. Notre Dame is like, a, is like the minor leagues for Correct. everything else that they're doing. Correct. That is. They had a consistency for a while. You know, you had Tom Hammond doing that. But even then, you always had a, you know, you had Charlie Jones for a while and then Tom Hammond for a while. But those were guys that were kind of like not big names, right? You know, Tariko Kid did it for a few years. It's like, like you said, Vince, though, but they look at Notre Dame as like a let's prep these guys for going to the big leagues, which is the NFL games. That's why Drew Brees was there. I mean, he was even a trial run to see if he can do color for NFL games. I mean, that's. I've you heard know. people say that they thought he did a bad job last year. I never thought he did a bad job. He didn't do a – I mean, it was like, oh, wow, he's really good like Mayock, but I didn't think he did a bad job. Right. He's a little annoying to listen to during a Purdue game. But other than that, uh, but apparently – That's a rookie – that's a rookie mistake. You know what I mean? It's right. it's his alma mater. It's the first time he's done this. Of course he's going to sound biased towards Purdue because right. he's never done this before. Right. I, I get that. It just goes to me, Vince, where I just don't think NBC has any respect for Notre Dame the way that they should. Yeah, Not that they don't have any respect. Let, 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 me, let me say this correctly. They don't have the respect for Notre Dame that they should. It's kind of like it's a secondary broadcast. You know, it's not the NFL. Doesn't bring in the revenue the NFL does, blah, 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 blah. So they've never, I've never really felt like they take the broadcast seriously like they should. And that's why I would love to see CBS. Like, there's two things. There's two options I'd like to see. Okay, so number one, I would never want to see Notre Dame go to ESPN. Ever, 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 ever. I would like to see Notre Dame do one of two things. Look, CBS is without football right now, basically. They have some AAC games. That's about it. They have some Navy games because they lost the SEC. I'd like to see CBS throw a bunch of money at Notre Dame and Fox throw a bunch of money at Notre Dame. Now, I know Fox has the Big Ten and the Big 12. That's fine. They play one game. As long as the deal includes, we put we get the prime game when we want it. You don't tell us when we schedule games. We're going to play at three thirty, or and we'll have two night games. That and and when we pick those are, you're going to carry those games, right? So I would absolutely love love to see that. I'd love to see one of those two because the quality of the broadcast is better. I think they would take there because Fox has more than just Sunday night football. They have a deeper pool of broadcasters. Right. So if you're going to have a minor league, you're going to have more quality people because they know that there's a chance to go jump into the NFL. That's just how I think about it. But there's but but Fox is taking it, even though they don't have a lot of college games, they've put a lot of pride in building that dynamic team of Clatt and and, and, and Gus Johnson. Right. I think Fox and CBS would would take more care into having they understand the need to have big time announcers. They had Vern Lundquist for a long time doing the CBS games on C, you know, for for SEC games on CBS. I think you'd get a a, a, qual, a better product because I don't like NBC. Just seems to never be able to get right the angle. Like they're just trying to treat college football like an NFL game, instead of like you know college games are, should be viewed differently. You're adding something to it, like the whole stupid thing they did a couple years ago during the spring game where they did that dumb camera angle that made me want to vomit. Remember that Vince where they had that, like, the low camera angle and it, you know, it's like. Notre Dame is what they practice on. Exactly. And and I just I have no respect for for NBC because I don't think NBC has any respect for Notre Dame other than just they make us money. I think Fox and CBS, especially Fox, because Fox is trying to become a competitor to the ESPN. And and so I feel like adding Notre Dame would be like a big, big thing in their, you know, feather in their hat that would make them like, wow, they got Notre Dame. Whoa. And so you just have to have some very strong language that we're always going to be the prime game whenever we want our kickoff to be, you know what I mean? And, and that would be, that would be how I do it. And you, we have our own contract. We are not splitting revenue with anybody else. You're paying us this. 
And if they're willing to do that and throw like 35, 40 some million dollars in Notre Dame, I would absolutely do that. Absolutely do that. And CBS would be the other one I would consider as well. I would absolutely try to get a bidding war going because I don't think NBC would stay in it. I think NBC would be involved enough just to kind of raise the price, but I think they, I don't think, and I think that would be the, the that would be the evidence of. I think they'd see the value. Right. Of Notre I Dame. Think, right. Agree. And I say, well, you know, they don't make part of the reason Notre Dame doesn't necessarily make as much money. Part of the reason they haven't had a good product for a long time. They are better now. But the other thing is the NBC broadcast sucks. It's just not good. You know, it, it you know, it just, yeah, it's just not good. Uh, John Christophic, is there any chance that Notre Dame joins the ACC for football in 2025? Is there a chance? Look, the if way the things have happened. There's no chance. What's that? The, I, landscape, as we are That's, sitting in it, right. change. But no, they're not. Right. The landscape has to change. I've said this a million times, and I, and this is nothing against John. This is just if Notre Dame's access to the college football playoff is not blocked, mm-hmm. there's no chance for them joining a conference. Right. That's what it's all about. The reality is, is that things would have, I'm not going to say there's no chance because if you'd have told me three years ago that the portal and NIL would be what it was, but you're crazy. There's no way in in three years it's going to be that way. You're crazy. So anything can happen, but a lot of dramatic things would have to change between now and then. But uh, so is there a chance? Sure. It's not something I expect, however. And, uh, you know, so so I want to I want to point something else out because I do dislike NBC. But Tyler Bedwell says, I want Notre Dame to ditch NBC once they tried that Peacock BS last year with the Toledo game. I want to remind that was more of a Notre Dame thing than it was an NBC thing. NBC didn't necessarily want to move that game because for them, they're going to make less money on a game being on Peacock than NBC. Notre Dame wanted that game moved because they wanted to see how how many people would go watch sign up and watch it on streaming. It was a trial run for Notre Dame to see what can we do? What if people had to pay to watch our games on a stream, what would they pay? Cause I'm going to tell you, if the signups would have been through the roof, that might've expedited the thought of Notre Dame creating their own network partners, you know, and having their game streamed. That's what I think is. Cause I think there are some people that think that's the future but you're starting to see some problems with it now that everyone's going streaming. You're like, okay, now I'm paying more for all these different things than I was paying before. Oh, and now part of the reason you wanted to go these things before is no ads, but now all the streaming service, you have to listen to ads. Like, okay, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want commercials. That's part of the reason I went streaming, but now I'm paying a premium fee and I have to watch commercials. That's, you know, like with YouTube TV, like with YouTube, right? If you pay for YouTube TV, you don't you 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 watch the things. If you want to fast forward commercials, you can because it's like a normal broadcast. But if you're a premium member of YouTube and you're watching our show, you don't have to you don't have to watch ads, right? I mean, if you're if you're watching for free, you have to watch ads, right? And that's just you know. So I think there's a lot of people frustrated. So I don't know what the future holds, but that but Notre Dame thinks that streaming is the future for right. sports, and it they're, may very well be. It may very one hundred percent. I don't think, to be honest yeah. with you, but it just. It's happening a little too fast for my taste. Right. And they're doing it before the the problem with the Peacock games is that they are they're going to it before the technology is ready to put a good product out. That's the problem. Like the spring game, the 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 audio was terrible. Like the the the, the games aren't aren't really high quality. Like I try watching Paramount on my TV and it it's not close to being quality. Like the just it's just the view NBC, I, you know the Peacock game. I, I went and watched the one that was free. Right, was it the spring game? It's like the quality of it's not as good. Like wait till the technology is there before you start experimenting with regular season games. Don't experiment with the blue gold game. Whatever, don't care. But you start experimenting with regular season games, and that I had a problem with. But that's you know that, that as much as I dislike NBC, that was more of a Notre Dame push. Then it was a peak an, an NBC sure. push. So I just want to make sure that we're all because I think if NBC was going to do it, they would want to do it for like a bigger game where right. you know people are going to sign up for that game. You know, like, hey, let's do it for the Clemson game. But I just think you're you're rushing it. Make sure the technology if you really want to make this move to subscription, like I could see Notre Dame doing something where they're all their home games are they start their own network and all their home games are and you, but you got to be a subscriber and it's going to have all the sports and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then they make all this money. 
I could see them trying to do some crap like that. Problem and I think is, that's what the Peacock thing was an attempt I'm to see how it would go. With doing what you just said is they have all their other sports are ACC. So they're mm-hmm. tied into the ACC network. Well, I think the thing is, is if you make enough money, you know what I mean? Like you would then say, okay, ACC, you know, off we'll, of the- but see, the thing is like what you're going to have is you're going to have other sports on there that aren't being broadcast by ESPN. You know what I mean? So like, there's going to be sports like, you know, Hey, we're going to have the fencing championship. That's not being broadcast on ESPN at Notre Dame. We're going to have a soccer game. That's not, you know what I mean? Like it would be that. And then there's sometimes where a game is on like ESPN three or something like that. You know, you could right. work out some kind of deal. That's so the hey, problem knows right. most of that stuff is on ESPN right. plus of the major sports of the major sports, you know, the football, I mean, baseball, soccer. right. There's on there. Hockey, not all their games yeah. though. Not all their games. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Find out most but yeah. your point is taken. It just yeah. I think they're gonna have to deal with the ACC in order yeah. to do right. all of that. Because I you even though that stuff isn't televised right. on the ACC network, they probably still have the rights to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Certainly. But I mean Notre Dame would be able to negotiate that, something like that. Hey, we'll we'll pay you ten percent of what we make off this, you know, for games that aren't aired. I mean, there'd be all types of things they could do. And then Notre Dame could threaten, hey, we're gonna leave for this league over here wants us, and if you're not willing right. to renegotiate, you know how Notre Dame is. Uh, but the football, I mean, I think that's what they're kind of seeing as the future now. But also remember, Vince, like the, the ACC thing is in the 30s. I think they're viewing this as a long-term project where sure. eventually this is going to happen. It's not like they were thinking about doing it for the 2024 season. Right. So all of it's it's very interesting. It's very, very interesting. So I think that we get all the questions, Vince. Oh, there was another super chat down here from Skyshark425, St. Patrick's Battalion from the war with Mexico. Irish and Polish Catholics left the American army to fight for Mexico because they saw the war as Catholic versus Protestant. Interesting. I'll have to do some. That's the second historical thing that we've been, that we've had brought up on the show that I wasn't really familiar with. So that's very interesting. Very interesting. I'm going to look that up. St. Hmm, <laughs> write that down. So y'all think I don't actually write this stuff down. So I'm going to look that up. So, all right. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. And thank you very much for the super chat, Sky Shark. Thank you. Very, 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 very much. So, Vince, I think it's time to bring this up and get us up out of here. AK, dropping it like it's hot here at the end. Join the message board. Hit the like, subscribe, and the notification bell. Share this podcast and leave a five-star review. Visit the IB store for some awesome merch. I got some on. Brian's got some on. And as always, go Irish. I don't think I could close it out any better than that. Mm-hmm. That was well done, Mace. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. See you so, tomorrow. Yeah, next time, because we've got multiple shows coming up over the next few days. So make sure you stay tuned. Hit that bell. Hit that bell. We are a stone's throw away from 10,000 subscribers, man. And that that's going to be a huge milestone for us. So make yep. sure you hit that subscribe button. Really would appreciate that. Yep. And, uh, you we're, next time. we're less than 250 away. So if you're listening and you listen somewhat regularly or you liked this show and you haven't subscribed yet, do that. Help huge. us get to that 10,000. A huge benchmark for us. That That's really mm-hmm. exciting. So, uh, until next time, that's Brian. I'm Vince. And we will talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com